0: Alan Parr one of the biggest Christian YouTube channels out there, but not without his controversy. Being a graduate of Dallas Theological Seminary, which leans Reformed and Calvinistic and much of their theology, has stirred some pushback from many charismatic believers. But recently, in the middle of his Church Gone Wild series about the Book of Corinthians, Alan Parr seems to have possibly changed his mind. Changed his mind on a topic that is one of the most polarizing within Christendom today. A topic that, oddly enough, Alan I consider a friend and I disagree about. So on this video, we'll be reacting to a clip from one of Alan's latest videos, him seemingly distancing himself from a celebrity pastor and answering the question, is the change
1: warranted? We have to do these exegetical gymnastics to try to force the text to say what we want it to say to boost and bolster our own position. I'm not going to do that. Bruce
0: line Guys, I got to tell you that Alan Parr's latest series, Church Gone Wild, is marvelously executed from the production quality to the actual content and a great breakdown of just going verse by verse through the book of 1 Corinthians covering different topics. And today is going to be no different. This is a position that often divides Pentecostals in a serious way and excuse me, Pentecostals, Protestants, okay, evangelicals in a serious way. And so I'm going to play you guys the video. Uh, We're going to react to it together, and then we will um, unpack some of this a bit more. So this is from his new uh, video from a couple days ago called My Position on— actually, I'm not going to ruin it for you. Let's just watch it, and then uh, you'll see that there's some interesting things happening here with a very popular megachurch pastor that uh, he seems to have— distance himself from a bit
1: now let's go back to verse two it says here for the person who speaks in a tongue is not speaking to people but to god since no one understands him he speaks mysteries in the spirit the topic
0: that we're covering if you didn't know already is the topic of tongues okay this is his breakdown of first corinthians chapter 14. i actually have one more verse we're going to look at here in a second and the different views on the gift of tongues and the gift of prophecy and so on and so forth. Okay, and I'll I'll show my hand if you don't know what it is here briefly, but listen to what he
1: says next. So y'all, listen, if I'm in a church service, and we need to keep in mind here that the overall context that Paul is talking about in this entire chapter is not necessarily what you do in the privacy of your own home in your own prayer closet. Paul is really focusing more On how these gifts are used in the church context. So if I'm at church and I say, Mama say, Mama Samma Makusa, Mama say, Mama Samma Makusa, (laughs) Mama say, Mama Samma Makusa, right? Now,
0: somebody might hear that and be like, yo, first impression, this man's kind of dissing folks who speak in tongues, but there's a shift that happens, okay? Just stay with me.
1: If I'm saying that in church, I might be giving God glory, I may be giving God praise, but nobody can understand what I'm saying because that phrase doesn't mean anything. I'm just speaking mysteries in the air. Or if I'm in church and I'm saying, "Coming a Honda, leaving Alexis. Coming a Honda, leaving Alexis. Coming a Honda, leaving Alexis." Right? <laughs>
0: hey, big shout out uh, to Alan's editor. I think his name is Levi for that little "Coming a Honda, leaving Alexis. Coming a Honda." That is hilarious. Okay, now listen to what he says next. Is this might shock you? Okay, just just stay with me.
1: If I'm saying those things, then it doesn't mean anything to anybody because they can't be edified by what I am saying because it doesn't make any logical sense. And that's what paul is saying here he's saying because of that i would rather you focus more on prophecy speaking in a language that people can understand Mm -hmm. because that is going to be to a greater benefit it's going to be able to edify other people whereas speaking in tongues isn't going to edify anybody specifically if there's not interpretation present now verse four it says he who speaks in a tongue edifies himself but he and this is the
0: verse right here this is the verse that a lot of people have very contentious interpretations of the beginning of this is addressing that tongues uh, in Acts is about languages, specific languages, speaking languages, other people hearing their own language. Okay, but but in 1 Corinthians fourteen, it seems like there's something else potentially happening. Okay, now listen to what he says next. That is, uh, seems to be a shift. Uh, Rightfully so, but my brother Alan Park, check this out.
1: He who prophesies edifies the church. Now, this is where commentators have had two very different views on what this phrase edifies himself actually means. Mm -hmm. So someone like John MacArthur, who is a cessationist, who basically means that he doesn't believe that this gift of tongues is for today... He interprets this phrase, edify himself, in more of a negative tone. He believes that Mm. Paul is using sarcasm here to say, basically, he who speaks in tongues, they're just trying to build themselves up. They're just trying to puff themselves up. They're just trying to edify themselves. They're trying to make themselves look good. So he would suggest something like this, although this is not a direct quote from John MacArthur. I'm summarizing his position. People who claim to speak in an unknown Mm. tongue do so to try and make themselves look good in front of people. So they're just trying to edify. They're trying to build themselves up because they want other people to see them as being on a higher spiritual level than people who do not speak in tongues. But then others interpret this phrase edifies himself in more of a positive light. And I would say the majority of commentators do. They would say people who pray to God in their heavenly language of tongues are being spiritually edified by engaging in that activity.
0: So, To be clear, there's a couple different positions on this, okay? One position is John MacArthur's position, which is the gift isn't for today. And if you read some of his commentaries, it actually goes much harsher than what's said here. Uh, We won't get into all of that, but John MacArthur has the position where, hey, Paul is not saying this. He's, He's not speaking to them in a positive light in that verse, okay? Then there's the Opposite extreme, right? So one extreme is tongues aren't for today, tongues tongues, tongues are bad, yada, yada, yada. Then the opposite extreme is everybody can get the gift of tongues. Everybody will get the gift of tongues. Even some people that would go on to say that if you're not speaking in tongues as a follower of Jesus, you're not truly filled with the Holy Spirit. That's the opposite extreme, right? So one extreme is like no tongues. The other extreme is everybody gets tongues. Then there's what I would call a, a more biblically grounded uh, a position of, of what I hold, which is a charismatic position. But before I break that down, I got to get you guys' help for something that's coming December 16th, okay? So make sure you're locked in, and I want to give you a quick sneak peek. Stay here. You may not know I make music, but I got a new song coming out. And it's something I need you to do, but first, I want you to hear a snippet of the song. I want from... Being a porn addict to sharing the gospel with a porn actress who was criticized for being low status by the same only fans who treat us so lavish. I'm confused. I swear, y'all thought he did doing podcasts, hot takes. He still can rap. Now, in order to get this song to the top of Spotify, I need your help. I need you to click the link below or go to ruslantothroughmoon.com and pre save this song. What is a pre save? It means that this song will be added to your library to remind you to listen to it the day it comes out. And it also Tell Spotify's algorithm that millions of people need to hear this song. So help me promote Christian music that contextualizes the gospel and will help change lives by going to russlan2themoon.com or clicking the link below. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Oh, they got me with the dramatics. You know that a moment cannot be too soon. Ooh, ooh, ooh. So, where do I fall on the topic of tongues? Well, if you guys didn't know, I am a charismatic. I believe the gifts are for today. I believe some people can speak in tongues. I've spoken in tongues, and though I'm not the most flamboyant charismatic where I'm speaking in tongues every day, I think that tongues have a time and a place. However, I stick true to the Scriptures. I am what you would call a charismatic with the seatbelt, meaning that the seatbelt is the Word of God, and I'm going to look at whatever the Scriptures say. And so whenever we see it in the Scriptures, we see there needing to be an interpreter present when done in public. However, that does not mean that people who have the gift of tongues or pray in the gift of tongues are faking it or just saying nonsense that there is a place and a time, usually in the privacy of your prayer closet, where you can pray in tongues. I would say this is similar to what I believe Dr. Michael Brown holds, who's been attempting to debate Dr. John MacArthur on this topic. And unfortunately, that hasn't happened. But that's the a uh, the, uh, more biblically charismatic position. And if we're listening to what Alan is saying here, clearly he's saying, I'm following where the scriptures take me on this issue, even though my theological camp holds a different position. Remember, Dallas Theological Seminary. He's a fan of John MacArthur. Here he is publicly disagreeing with John MacArthur. This is interesting. OK, so let's jump back into this video and uh, and, and let, let him flesh this out for us. And I got one verse for you guys that are still skeptical about this whole
1: thing. Right. So once again, if this is something that you do in the privacy of your own home, in your own prayer closet, the Bible seems to suggest And Once again, I got to be true to the text, y'all, because here's the problem sometimes we're not reading the text in its most plain sense. We have to do these exegetical gymnastics mm. to try to force the text to say what we want it to say to boost and bolster our own position. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to fairly walk through this text and let the text say to me what it actually is trying to say. And if I read this text in its most basic sense, it does seem to suggest that if you pray and in heavenly language, that there is some edification involved there for a person who does that. So there seems to be
0: some edification for the person who prays in a heavenly language. The context of this is in a church gathering, okay? So somebody is pointing out Acts chapter 19, so on and so forth. We're talking about a corporate church gathering. This is where I would say it's out of the bounds of scripture when somebody comes up and goes, just. In the spirit, and everybody starts speaking in in, in tongues. I would say that's out of pocket. I would say Scripture doesn't echo that. There's a time and a place to pray for tongues in the privacy of your own home. And I think if you have the gift of tongues, respect. Okay, again, that's me being a charismatic with a seatbelt. This is Brother Allen kind of coming over. I think closer to my position, even though he may not personally uh, be praying in tongues in his prayer closet. Okay, let's keep going.
1: Now, I believe that there is merit in both of these interpretations. On the one hand, I do believe that it can edify or puff you up if you're speaking in tongues because there is this mindset that might be present that, hey, I've reached a certain spiritual elitist level that other Christians just haven't. And so therefore, I'm a little bit more spiritual because I'm able to communicate to God mm-hmm. in this language that that nobody can understand. Even I don't even know what I'm praying for, mm-hmm. right? It, it, but so I think that that is possible, but I also think...
0: And by the way, that I would say is the extreme end of the position of people who say, if you don't speak in tongues, you don't have the spirit which I think is just complete nonsense, okay? Um, or, if worse, if you don't speak in tongues, you're not saved, okay? That's the far end of the position. By the way, that position is like 100 years old, though there are instances in church history before that of people who have prayed in tongues, um, people that aren't charismatic that have prayed in tongues, whether languages or a private prayer language.
1: I think that there is merit in saying that a person can be spiritually edified by speaking or praying in tongues to God. But if I had to lean in one direction or the other, I think that MacArthur may not have it correct here. And the reason for that is because it doesn't seem to fit the context. If you look at the last verse in this.
0: MacArthur doesn't have it correct here. This is gonna upset a lot of folks in her Johnny Mac camp.
1: This passage, verse five, Paul says this, I wish you could all speak in tongues, but even more, I wish you could all prophesy. Now, if Paul was using sarcasm, and if he was referring in the previous verse to some sort of negative impact that tongues could have on a person, it would fill you with a whole bunch of pride and boost you up and make you have a big ego and make you think that you're past further on than other people, then why would he then come back in the next verse and say, I wish that everybody could mm. speak in tongues? Come no, on. we need to make sure we're clear on that. Paul is saying this in the same way that he said in chapter 7, hey, I wish everybody was single. Right. I wish everybody was single, but I know some people will be married and some people. Won't. So occasionally, Paul does say, "Hey, this is my desire. Right. This is my wish." Yep. Yeah, I believe I wish everybody could have the spiritual gift of praying or speaking in tongues, but we know that is not possible based on two verses. Well, first of all, we read this earlier. It's not possible because the Bible says in chapter twelve, it is the one and only Spirit who distributes all these gifts. He alone decides which gift each person should have.
0: And this is the now addressing the overcorrection of what we would call hyper charismania okay
1: so whether paul desires for people to speak in tongues or not it's very clear that it's up to the holy spirit to determine not paul it's up to the holy spirit to determine who gets certain gifts and who doesn't and also paul would be contradicting himself because later on in this chapter he says this do we all have the gift of healing no do we all have the ability to speak in unknown languages do we all have the ability to interpret unknown languages of course not paul has already determined No believer is going to have all gifts. And specifically, the gift of tongues is not available for every single believer.
0: There you go. So I think that's a really great take that... kind of distances itself from some of the John MacArthur hyper-Calvinist, not hyper-Calvinist, Calvinist Calvinist position on this stuff, while also affirming that there can be a time and a place for the gift of tongues. But not everyone is going to get it. You're not a a, a JV Christian, a junior varsity Christian, if you don't get it. And just to kind of nail this point home even further, if we go back to 1 Corinthians chapter uh, 14, uh, scroll down, And says, verse 13, it says, Therefore, let him who speaks in a tongue pray that he may interpret. And then he says, For if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. So even in Acts, we see them speaking in tongues. Here, we see a distinction between some people that are praying in a tongue, potentially a different type of tongue. One is languages being interpreted and spoken. The other is a language that you're praying and it is edifying you potentially two different gifts. I don't know. But I found this entire video refreshing. I recommend that you guys go check out Alan's entire video on this topic. It's about 20 minutes long. And this whole series is really worth a watch, guys. I think I think he's doing a fantastic job packaging uh, an entire book in the Bible in a very interesting way with the Church Gone Wild series. So I just wanted to shout my brother out and make sure you guys go check that out. I'll pin that over here. We'll also pin up another video that's related to you. I'll see you over there, all right? Peace.